This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Amen. Well, we're talking about the power of God's Word, and uh, we're on part four. Amen. And so let's look at John 8, 31 and 32. And this is a foundational scripture we've been looking at all month, and it's a good one. Uh, this is Jesus speaking, and he says, To the Jews who had believed in him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Now, now also it says, If you abide in me, uh, as another word for hold, hold to, is to abide in him or to continue in the word. Amen? And so, you know, it's not just getting the word once that's going to make you a powerful Christian. You've got to continue to get the word. You've got to stay in the word. You have to abide in the word. Amen. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? And we have to figure out ways to abide in the word. Whatever we can, we need to figure out ways to do that. So I'm going to talk to you about some keys on, on holding on to the word. Amen? Because we have, we have an enemy. And, you know, and it's, it, again, I always say it's not your spouse or your boss and it's not your neighbor. But that enemy is the devil. And he's arrayed against us and he wants to steal the word from us. Amen. You know that? The devil is, he's, and the devil doesn't, you know, he, he doesn't take vacations. And so we don't need to take a vacation from the word. We got to be constant in the word of God. Amen. And so, so he's doing everything he can. So we're going to, I'm going to talk to you about some keys here. The first key is that we need to make the Word of God the foundation of our life. It needs to be the foundation. Meaning that everything in our lives need to be built around the Word of God. And if everything is built around the Word, then, then that will enhance the quality of your life in every area. Do you believe that today? If your marriage is built on the Word... For the singles, if your single life is built on the word, I, I don't want to forget the singles out here, amen? Uh, if, if your finances are built on the word, it, it, whatever is built on your relationships, it's going to enhance every part of, of your life. Do you believe that today? Amen. That, that's kind of a weak amen, but <laughs> I'll, I'll take it, amen? Look at Matthew seven twenty four through 25. This is Jesus, and he says here, Therefore, if anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, underline that, practice. So it's not just, you know, James says it's not just, can I get out of my seat this morning? Um, James says it's not just those who hear the word, that's blessed. But he says it's those that hear and obey the word. Ooh, man, that's something different. Because we have a lot of people, a lot of churchgoers that hear the word. But are they putting the word in practice? It's like buying that workout machine, you know, and, and you see it on TV and you see those people with great bodies. Amen. And, uh, and they've been working out on that machine. You know, they, they, they do a little bit more than just that machine. But anyway, and then they promise you if you get that machine, you're going to look good, too. And then we buy the machine. We even read the directions. We put it up, but we don't use it. Guess what happens? We don't become... We don't, we don't end up getting the bodies that we want. Is that right? Is that right? So we have to, use, we have to, actually, we have to be, somebody say, be a doer of the word. So he says here that everyone who hears these words of mine, this is Jesus again, puts them into practice is like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. 
The rain comes down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it, it had its foundation on the rock. And, you know, I, like I've been saying this all month that we're going to encounter storms in our lives. You know, sometimes we hear a message about getting saved and, and you hear sometimes the preacher may say, it, you know, all your problems are going to be taken care of. All you need is Jesus and you're not going to ever have any more problems. Uh, you might have more problems. <laughs> Why? Because your eyes are open to truth and you realize that, you know, you're not just down here just to sit around and do nothing. You know, you're down here to occupy until Jesus comes and you're here to advance the kingdom of God. Can I get an Amen. amen. So you're here to advance, say I'm here, I'm here. To, advance to advance the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. And we're advancing, the- I'm looking at warriors this morning. You, I, you may not feel like a warrior, but you are a warrior, amen. You're a soldier in the army of God, hallelujah. And I'm telling you, God is raising this church up to do great and mighty things, amen. Because this church is being founded. On the rock. Amen. So I'm going to give you some, uh, you know, you build your, your life, your Christian life on the word of God. So I'm going to give you some things what not to build your life on. Let's, let's take an opposite truth here. What not to build our life on. And we don't want to build our life on in uh, popular culture. We don't want to build our life on popular culture. In other words, you know, it's, it's what everybody is doing. What, what, the mov- what, every, what, what the movies people are watching. Uh, what what the, the TV shows and Netflix and now I'm stepping on toes this morning, man. You're getting more excited about the new series and Netflix that has. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Or that your sports, you know, the football and you're all tied up in the football. And I'm not, you know, God gives us all things. Now, now get, let me say this. God gives us all things to enjoy, but we don't want those things to have us. You know, we don't want those things to have us. We don't want, you know, secular TV shows and movies and music and worldly magazines and even the news media. Oh, man, did I even go there? I'm I'm going somewhere today. I'm going somewhere today. Even the news media, we can get so caught up in, in I like to sometimes say, the gossip of the news that, am I talking to anybody today? I'm stepping on toes this morning. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be informed. But what I'm saying is that we need to be very careful. You know, John, that was very close to Jesus, you know, he was probably one of the closest disciples to Jesus. And they called him the the, the apostle of love. Amen. You know why? Because he was close to Jesus. You get close to Jesus, and guess what? You're going to be a disciple of love. And I don't know about you, but I need to walk in more love. I need the love of God permeating me. I, I have to have the love of God. And if you get close to Jesus, I'm telling you, when you walk in love, everything, you know, offense bounces off of you. Glory to God. Am I talking to anybody this morning? And so he was the, 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 the apostle of love. The, they could not even kill John. They, you know, uh, tradition says that he was boiled in oil and they couldn't kill him. Then they had to banish him to an island. And, and you know what? He was banished to an island, but he did his greatest work writing the book of Revelation. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? It doesn't matter where you're at. God can do the... You may be in a pit this morning, but God can just get a pen and a piece of paper. Glory to God. Start writing what God is telling you, and you'll start writing a book, How to Get Out of the Pit, and it'll be a bestseller. Can, are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? 
So, so don't despise the pit that you might be in this morning because it, it's just a stepping stone to where God is. Are you listening to what I'm saying today or you've gone home? It's a stepping stone. Somebody say stepping stone. So I'm talking about John quickly, and, 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 and first John is a real good read. I, I want to encourage you to do that. But he said that, that if, he said, John says this, don't love the world. Wow, he actually says, don't love the world or the things of the world. And he said, if you love the world, are you listening to what I'm saying today? More than God, then he says, the love of the Father is not in you. Now, don't throw stones at me. I didn't say it. He said the love of the Father. If we, if we start loving the world more than loving God, if the world is more... Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Then, then, then we're not walking in the love of the Father. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And the world, world is it's all based on the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the boastful pride life. You know what, what that one preacher said? It was Solomon, I believe. I wrote the book of Ecclesiastes, and, and he says, all is vanity. You know, I was thinking about this, this morning. I don't know why I was thinking. I was thinking about people in hell this morning. And I was thinking that, you know, some of these people may have, may have had the world by the tail while they were here. But, you know, when they got to hell, you know, all they could think of was it was all vanity. It's all vanity unless we're lifting up the king of kings. And the Lord of Lords. Are you listening to me today, saints? I mean, that's what we need to be doing. Lifting up the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, glorifying him. That's what we try to do in this church. We want to make disciples and glorify God. Are you listening to me today? And so we need to be very careful. You know, have you ever heard that that analogy, how do you kill a frog? Have you ever heard that one? Well, how you, well, well it, it says that you could actually take a frog and you could put them in a, in, in a pan um, and, and you could put water in there and you could turn the, the, the heat up and, you can, and, and his body temperature changes with the temperature of the water. And then pretty soon you can turn it up hot enough and he'll boil in that water. He'll die in that water. That's how the world will do us. We, we, the, the longer we stay in it and the more we get attached to it. I don't know about you, but I'm looking for Jesus. I'm looking for him to split the eastern sky. I, I, my, my, I'm looking for Jesus in the word of God. I'm trying to reflect the glory of God in my life. Are you listening to me today? Amen. And so, so Proverbs 4.23 says, guard your heart above all else. Amen. For it determines the course of your life. So we need to guard our hearts. You know, I think about this. I think about Samson. And Samson um, was raised up as a judge and a deliverer for the, for the Israelites. And, but, but Samson had some issues. He, 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 liked, he, he liked dating the ladies that, that, that served other gods. And he, and he, was, he had a problem. And, and then, you know, he ended up hooking up with Delilah, you know. And, and, and she was, you know, you would be a worldly person. We need to be very careful with our associations. We got to be very careful that, that our associations is not pulling the word out of us. Amen. We got to be very careful. And, and associations not, is not just people that, that you have a relationship with in flesh and blood. It's all our associations, what we're connected to. 
We need to be very careful. And so Samson wasn't that careful. And what happened? You know, the enemy worked through her and, and, she, and she was able to get the secret of his power. And then finally he gave it away that if his hair was cut, you know, he would lose, he would lose everything. And he did. He lost everything. Why? Because he allowed the world to get into him. And we don't want the world to get in. We need to separate. You know, we got so much now. It's amazing. We got so much now that you can go, you can get really carnal on the Internet. You could go carnal, carnal, or you can go spiritual, spiritual. Do you know you can pull up a, a worship anytime on YouTube? And are you listening to what I'm saying to you? You can find some preaching anytime you want. Glory to God. In other words, there's, there, there shouldn't be any reason why we shouldn't be spiritual giants. Boy, I know you didn't want to hear that today. But there's no reason. And, we, and think about this. Uh, you know, even Jesus talked about Lot's wife. Jesus even spoke about that. Uh, and he brought up about Lot's wife. And, and remember, I don't know if you knew this, but you know this, that Lot, you know, he, he, he lived in, in Sodom. And the angels, you know, God came and, to, to, and they were doing evil things in Sodom and, and, and Gomorrah. And, and so the, uh, God commissioned two angels to, to look at it. And their sin came to that point where God had to judge. Amen. Amen. You know what? I, I think God, I know God gives us grace, but, but we continue to sin and continue to sin and we don't judge ourselves. Judgment will come. That's why I love that verse. If you judge yourself, you will not be judged. In other words, if you want to stay close to God, anybody want to stay close to God? You've got to be quick to repent, quick to forgive, and quick to believe. And you will always stay close to God. So, so, um, so uh, Lot's, Lot and, and Lot's wife, and I don't even know if they ever gave her name in, in the scriptures... She's just called Lot's wife, I believe. And, um, and so uh, the angels came and they came to try to set, uh, you know, to get, get to Lot, to get him out of, the, out of that city. And, uh, and the angels, I guess they, they look like really, you know, they, they, they appear to be good looking men. It was two angels. And the people there wanted, the men there wanted to have sexual relations with the angels. And they were trying to have their way with these angels. And Lot wouldn't let them do that. And Lot brought them in. That's how bad that city was. Are you listening to me? It was bad. Somebody say bad. And so, and so, but you know, uh, the angels got Lot out. Got his wife out. Got his two daughters out. The two son-in-laws didn't believe that God was going to do anything. They thought that Lot was joking around. And as they were going out of the city, the angels said, this is one thing that you need to do. Don't look back. Don't look back. And so, you know, you, you know, it's like anybody ever seen that movie, um, Raiders of the Lost Ark? Remember at the end of the movie? Anybody remember that movie? That's an old movie. I'm, I'm dating myself now. Some of you, some of you about my age, amen? I, I won't go there. But uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Remember at the end of the movie that they opened up the, the, the Ark of the Covenant? And the, and the angels came out of it. I guess, I don't know, but the angels came out. And remember, Indiana Jones said, don't look at it. He must have remembered that story about Lot's wife. He must have, he, he must have, read, he must have went to, uh, you know, uh, Sunday school as a kid. You know what I'm saying? And so, and he said, don't look at it. Remember, everybody that looked at it died? 
Well, Lot's wife, what happened? As she was, as she was walking out, she turned back. And the Bible says she turned into a pillar of salt. Think about that. Why? Because, you know, I, I was reading some commentaries on that. And it, it, what some commentaries, what some people say, some theologians say that, that they believe that she was longing for that life. Think about that. In other words, she was longing for that. She didn't want to leave. They, she, was, she was in this ungodly place and she, and she started getting used to ungodliness. Can we get used to ungodliness? Can, can, we, can, can we start turning carnal overnight? I, I, easy. Somebody say too easy. Amen. So we want to make sure that, that we're, we're you, know, you know, not loving the world. Now, of course, we, God, again, gives us all things to enjoy. But as long as God's in everything that we do. Are you hear what I'm saying to you? Bring God in everything. Number two uh, thing that we don't want to build our uh, lives on is traditions. Traditions. Uh, we need to be very careful we don't build our life on traditions. The Pharisees put traditions above the word of God. In Mark 7, 8, uh, it says, you, uh, this is Jesus speaking to the Pharisees he said, and the religious people of the day. He said, you have let go of the commands of God and are holding on to human traditions. And so, so they, and there's another place in, in verse 13, it says, you have, you, know, you have made the word of God of none effect. So, so we need to be very careful that we're not holding on true to traditions. Uh, for instance, maybe... Maybe you grew up and you received a King James Bible, and, and it's a beautiful translation, and I'm not against it. I like it. I read it at times. Sometimes I quote it out here. But, but there are other Bibles that you can get, like the New King James, that takes out the these and the thous. It almost makes it easier for you to read. And some of us might be holding on to the King James out of tradition, but we don't read it. We just have it on the coffee table. And I want to say this, put the King James on the coffee. If you don't read it, find a Bible that you can. Maybe you don't read it because you don't understand all the Elizabeth English translation. Because we don't talk in 1600 Elizabeth English anymore. And you may want to get a translation that might be able, where you can understand. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Uh, you know, also, you know, maybe, you know, I got water baptized. The first time I got water baptized was in a traditional church that I attended with my family. Now, this was when I was a kid. And, uh, and the water baptism was, was holy water being put on top of my head. Anybody ever had holy water sprinkled on your head? I call it the drive-through, you know, <laughs> baptism. And, you know, I had that holy water, you know, as a family. You, you, you dab it in. The, the, the preacher dabbed it on and put it on. Now, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, kick over. Yes, I am. I'm trying to kick over some sacred cows this morning. But, but, but the Bible really teaches that... that that water baptism is in, it's being submersed in water. There's no place where it says that you get dabbed on the head. But we go with tradition, and I wasn't, and, and I wasn't saved when I got baptized. So really, the, 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 the proper order is get saved, then get baptized. But you don't get baptized and then get saved. The proper order is once you receive Christ, you get water baptized. And I didn't understand it. I didn't know it was, you know, identifying with Jesus. I didn't realize it was the, de the death of Jesus, the burial and the resurrection of Jesus. And we're, and we're identifying with his death, burial and resurrection. We go under the water like Jesus being buried and we come up in new life. Amen. Even though we have new life. You, you know that, right? What am I saying? Some of you are like, oh, pastor, where are you, why are you going there? Well, because, you know, you know, maybe you might need to get water baptized. Don't let tradition, you know, 
uh, keep you from doing what God wants you to do. Maybe some of you grew up where, you know, where your church never taught on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And, 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 and you never heard about that. And you never heard anybody speaking in heavenly language. And, and you know, and, and you hear the truth. But you, 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 you know, I know you decide to go with what your old church taught instead of what the new church is teaching. And what the word of God is backing up. And are you listening to what I'm saying? Boy, I'm stepping on toes this morning. I can, I can feel it this morning. Uh, are you listening to what I'm saying today? But, 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 you know, you say, well, my pastor never done it that way. And they never preached in, you know, they, I never heard anybody pray in tongues. But you know what? You could be discounting that gift Amen. out of tradition. Because we're allowing tradition to override. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you this morning? To override the truth of God. Even though I may have every truth that can back up why speaking in tongues is of today. Are you, are you listening to me or have you gone home? Amen. Amen. And so, so we're talking about traditions here and how it can keep us from moving into that place. And I'm glad that I... You know, traditions, you know, some traditional churches don't have Sunday morning, uh, Sunday night service. I got saved in an untraditional church on a Sunday night. Thank God for untradition <laughs> churches. Amen. I got saved on a Sunday night. God was moving in the service. On a I got water baptized on a Sunday night when I got saved. Thank God I didn't say, no, no, I was water baptized, you know, you know, many years ago. No, thank God I got water baptized that night. Why? Because, because it had some meaning for me. Because they explained to me what it was. So again, we need to be very careful. We're not allowing tradition to keep us from moving forward in God. Amen? And so in number three, we can't build our Christian life on reason. Reason. Some Christians build their lives on what they have reasoned out to be true in their lives. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? The world and even mainline traditional churches are building their teachings on, on reason. You know, uh, the, the secularists and, and the progressives, they, they want to make the, uh, the, um, uh, the, not the Bill of Rights, but the, what's the Declaration of Independence? No, not the, de- the Constitution. Thank you. Man, help me preach this. Uh, they want to make that like a, a evolving document that it evolves with the culture. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's why they're trying to change the way it says, trying to change the meanings behind it. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? Yeah, they, they're trying to make it a document that changes, that, that, you know, we're in a different culture. We're more enlightened. So we need to change the way, you know, it reads. And we need to interpret it differently. No, our founding fathers had a right way of interpreting and, and putting the, the Constitution together. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And they, and people, and some even progressive Christians want, want to progress the Bible into things that is not. And they will try to, you know, try to progress the Bible that, that gay unions are okay with Jesus. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? Even though it goes against the Bible. Now, you know, and, and, and if you reason it out, and I, man, I, I, I know some, I don't know, I, I know some Christians, they're not in this church, but I know some Christians that, 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 that stand with the gay agenda. I don't know how you can, you know, and, and stand with, with the gay union and say, well, two committed people in love with the, what's wrong with that? Well, well, you, you got to make a decision that you're going to go with what God likes and what God doesn't like. If, if God doesn't approve of something in the Bible, I can't approve of it. 
Are you here when I... Is this helping to you today? In other words, i got to stand with God. In other words, me for me and my house. I, I, I hope it's for you and your house. But for me and my house, I'm going to serve God. And I'm going to stand with God, no matter if the whole world stands against God or say, say no, no, the Bible should be progressive. It, it, it should be okay. These people aren't hurting you. You know, God doesn't hate these people. God loves the sinner, but hates the sin. And it's the sin that will separate us. And so we, we, have, we, can, we can use reason to, 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 uh, reason to, uh, to figure out God's word, but we don't need to reason uh, things out. You know, the Bible actually says that some people in the end days will be calling good evil and evil good. Are you listening to me today? And so we don't want to be we don't want to be there. We don't want to be calling evil good and good evil. Praise God. You know, in first Corinthians six, nine through 11 says this. And it says uh, this is Paul. He says, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators nor idolaters nor adulterers nor homosexuals nor sodomites nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor rivalers, uh, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God. So what he's saying was, we all came out of something bad. I mean, you, you know, I'm not just harping on the, the homosexuals or the gay community. We, man, don't send me a letter. But anyway, uh, what I'm saying is, should we show this on TV? But okay, um, what I'm saying is that we got to stand with God, and Amen. and God's not for He's not for adultery either, Amen. and He's not for uh, He's not for you know even if you He's not for people living together if they're even if they're you know a uh, ma- um, uh, man and a woman He's not for that either. Right. He's not for fornication. He's not that because your bodies belong to the Lord. You're owned twice over. We're all one for right of creation, two by the blood of Jesus. Amen. So when we get saved, we give God our bodies. Amen. Say, God, God my, body my body belongs to you. Belongs to you. Amen. God. So we give God our bodies. Amen. And we glorify God in our bodies. In Proverbs 16, 25, it says here, there's a way that seems right to a man, but it ends in the way of death. Yes. So, so, it, so it may seem right. It may feel right. But, but it will still end in death. Are you listening to me today? Now, number four, we don't want to build our Christian life on feelings. A lot of Christians, they, they build their, their Christian life or they, they allow feelings. And feelings are fickle. Remember that old song? Feelings. Nothing more than feelings. Anybody remember that old one? Who, 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 who? I got some people in here that, that, that know some of this stuff. Yes. Amen. Feelings. I don't know. I probably don't have the right tune. But, but, uh, but feelings will, will, if you allow feelings to control you, you won't go to church on Sunday morning. Because how many people didn't feel like getting up this morning? Uh, don't raise your hand because I'd be a little depressed if you do. Uh, uh, but, but you, know, you know, it's like that one story of that man talking to his wife. I don't want to go to church today. I, I don't like the music and I don't like the people and the atmosphere. And he, and he says, give me one good reason why I should go to church tonight or this morning. And, and, and the wife said, one good reason, because you're the pastor. 
Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so, you know, what good reason? Yeah, even the pastor sometimes, not very seldom, very rarely, may not feel like coming out. To, can, can I get real with you today? Can I get real? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So, so we don't want to allow feelings uh, to govern uh, how we serve God, because if we do, feelings will always cause us to be in a ditch. Amen. You know, uh, Thomas uh, based his his faith on feelings. Thomas, uh, uh, the disciple, um, when Jesus appeared to the other disciples, uh, Thomas, for some reason, he, he wasn't there. He, he must have just didn't feel like being a part of the disciples that day. And Jesus presented himself to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. And the disciples told Thomas, Jesus is alive. Jesus appeared to us. Jesus is, is he was risen from the dead. Here's all the scriptures. And he said, I don't believe it. This man walked with Jesus, saw all these miracles, saw Jesus raise people from the dead. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? Miracles will never produce faith. Just because you see a miracle doesn't mean you're going to have faith. Because if miracles produced faith, the children of Israel would have been faith giants. But a multitude died in the wilderness. Are you listening to me today? A multitude. Why? Because miracles does not produce faith. Only the word of God. The word of God produces faith in your life. If you're weak this morning, I would have to say you're weak on the word of God. You have not been allowing yourself to meditate on the word of God. So you have you have Thomas and we get this cliche, which I, I don't if you get to heaven, don't say there's doubting Thomas. OK, because that's. You know, you don't want to put him down in heaven. But, 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 you know, he ended up believing, you know, Jesus. Jesus actually appeared to Thomas and the rest of the disciples. And Jesus came straight. I mean, he, uh, Jesus beelined it right straight to Thomas with all the group there. He just like, there's Thomas. I want to talk to you, Thomas. I want to talk to you right here. Hey, see my hands right here? See my side right here? Put your fingers in, in the holes of my hand. Put your, thrust your hand in my side. And what do you think Thomas said? Thomas like, oh, man, I messed up. And he said, do not be faithless, but be believing. In other words, we need to be, somebody say, I need to be a believing believer. You need to believe the word of God. Believe that God is for you. Believe that he will never leave you, forsake you. Believe that you're going to make it through this life. Believe. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And he said, he said, stick your fingers in, into my son. And and what did Thomas said? My, my God, my Lord, my God. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? And so Thomas repented, of course. And, and of course, he, you know, don't, don't discount Thomas. You know, he, uh, uh, you know, tradition said he got martyred, too, for his faith. He ended up preaching the gospel. And, and m- most all the disciples got martyred, amen, for their faith. They were willing to give their life. You've got to be willing to give your life to the Lord, amen. But Abraham was different. Abraham's called the father of our faith. And Abraham... You know, even, you know, he was, you know, believing God and God said you were going to have a son. And then God changed Abraham's name at 99 years of age. And, and his name was Abram, but he called him Abraham to mean that God added to him. Amen. And changed his name. So his name was Abraham, which means father of multitudes. And think about this. The angel came to talk to, to uh, Abraham and Sarah and said, you're going to have a baby this time next year. 
And this is the, you know, it was like a 25-year wait before the promise. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? But when God changed his name, it only took about 90 days because a year's time. It takes nine months to have a baby. It only took 90 days for him to really, I believe, grasp the reality that he was a father of many nations. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Some of you, you just need to start confessing that you're more than conquerors. Some of you might need to start confession, I'm victorious in Christ. Even though you may have failed, maybe you've sinned, maybe you've missed it, maybe you said something wrong. You, you are a champion this morning. You are a more than a conqueror this morning. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? You're more than a conqueror. So, so, so we, have to, uh, we have to understand that Abraham had this kind of faith. And that faith, there's, there's four keys. This is in Romans I, I'm not going to read the entire uh, account of Romans, but in Romans, uh, it talks about that, that, that Abraham gave glory to God in spite of it. And it says that Abraham did not consider uh, his, the deadness of Sarah's womb or his age. He didn't consider it. If you're going to start believing God for some things, you can't consider the obstacles. I'm going to give you four quick keys here if you want, if you want to have answered prayer in your life, uh, four uh, keys out of that verse. First, you have to have God's word on what you're seeking God for. Get a promise. Get the promise of God's word to stand on. So, so if you're not standing on a promise of God's word, how are you going to receive what you need from God? In other words, you're just hoping and a wishing and a praying. But you need to get a promise. Say, get a promise. Get the word of God on it. Amen. And, uh, and then you need to believe God's word. That he wants you to have. Like, like the Bible says that, that Jesus bore our sicknesses and carried our pains. You have to believe that God wants you well. And you have to have some scriptures on that to, to, to stand on. And because the enemy is going to come against you with symptoms. He's going to come against you with adversity. He's going to come against you. And you better have some word on it. Amen. And, so, and then you have to do what Abraham did. You have to refuse to consider contradictory circumstances. I'm talking about walking by faith this morning. You have to refuse to, cons- uh, to consider contradictory circumstances or what your physical senses are telling you. Amen. Uh, Yin fell. Uh, she, she stepped off a step. And she fell and she hurt her ankle. And, uh, and she was in real pain. Uh, this was on Friday. And she was hopping around. She was hurt. And uh, I just said, shake it off. You're healed. No, no. But uh, I was with her. I said, baby, it's going to be all right. And she said, she said, uh, I don't think it's broke. I don't think it's sprained. It's probably just a bruise. So she just put it in the, are oh, you listening to what I'm saying today? Some of us say, I broke it. I broke it. You know, and then you, you, you what are you doing? You're, you're opening the door for the, for the break. Amen. In other words, you're, you don't want to agree with something you don't want to have, right? I broke this thing, you know? And so she said, no. I said, is it broke? No. Is it sprained? Is it sprained? No. Probably a bruise. And she just kept walking on it. It hurt. It hurt. And we prayed over it. I just said, God, it's going to be good. And yesterday, you know, she was, her, uh, you know, she was on it and I prayed for her. And by the middle of yesterday, uh, the pain subsided 50%. And today she's like, look at me, look at me, glory to God. You know, are you hearing what I'm saying today? Yeah, baby. You know, what? You can't consider. Sometimes you gotta you gotta push off those obstacles. That's what Abraham did. He 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 didn't consider, you know, his age. He didn't consider that he in other words, he didn't focus on that. What is the devil trying to do? Get us to focus on what we don't have, 
Start focusing on what you do have. Is, is this helping anybody? Amen. Amen. And so number two key, and I'm, I, man, I'm getting through these keys pretty slow. I'm going to be done about one o'clock. Amen. But um, no, I'm going to make it quick. The number two key is we need to make the word of God first part in our daily lives. We need to make the word of God first part in our daily lives. Matthew six thirty three. We all know this scripture. It says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things should be added to you. So, so it, it, I call it the first principle. We need to put God first in our life. It's the first principle. And, and so like Sunday mornings, it's the first day of the week. You're putting God first place in your life. You're saying, I'm not going to start my week off unless I have God in mind. Are you listening to me today? That's why we have church on Sunday mornings. We want to make God first. And so I want to encourage you to start giving God first place every day. Not just Sunday morning, but make every day a Sunday morning. Make every day a Sunday morning. What do I mean by that? I mean, give God, you know, when you first get up, uh, set aside some time for God. And make that first thing that you do is get up. And I'm going to, I'm going to challenge you. Can I challenge you this morning? I'm, I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to challenge you to give God 15 minutes of your day every day. Just 15 minutes. Now, it may grow. And some of you may already be doing that. But, but, but give God 15 minutes of your day. And, and I'm going to give you, you know, uh, what to do in that, in that first 15 minutes. First five minutes, get into the word. Amen. You know, we have on our website, you know, um, that you can you can uh, read a devotional and uh, and it has a Psalms, a proverb, a, a New Testament and Old Testament. And you can normally get that done in about 15 minutes. Amen. And so and so but but if you don't have that 15 minutes just to read the word, just put five minutes in the word a day. Amen. Second five minutes. Uh, worship God. Amen. Uh, well, the first five minutes in the word. I have, a, I have a scripture here. It says here in Psalms 119, the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. In other words, when you put the word of God uh, in your situation, when you get up in the morning, God will start to direct your path. Amen. God will just reveal to you. God, the word you read today may get you prepared for the devil that afternoon. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So we need to be prepared because the enemy is going to try to do something against us to try to get us out of the spirit into the flesh. Are you listening to me today? The second five minutes is worship. Find, fi- find a song. Worship the Lord. Does anybody do this in the morning? Get some worship music going. Get, get the atmosphere going. Amen. Uh, you know, it says in Psalms 34, 1, I will bless the Lord sometimes. Whenever I feel like it. No, it says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually. Somebody say continually. Continually Continually be in my mouth. Amen. You know, that's a key. The Bible actually says if you want to shut down. Anybody ever deal with fear in here? Anxiety. Anybody ever deal with that? Not you guys. You guys never deal with that stuff. But every once in a while I do. Even the pastor deals with some anxiety every once in a while. Amen. And I, but you know one of the remedies for that? Get some worship going. Ooh, you start worshiping God, and pretty soon, what you know what God will do? He will inhabit you. 
in a greater measure. Are you listening to me? And when God starts inhabiting in a greater measure, it's like a little bit of heaven coming down on earth. You start worshiping God. And what the Bible says is steals the avenger. It, it, it shuts the devil down. It, it shuts those negative feelings down. And pretty soon you're like, man, I'm a conqueror. I'm a warrior. When you were feeling like a big fat loser just five minutes earlier. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Get some worship music. Start praising. The devil hates worship. He hates for you to give God any kind of glory. He hates for you to praise God. Are you listening to it? He hates it. Why? Because he doesn't want anything to glorify God. God, he, he doesn't want anything to glorify God. So give him some worship. The Bible, the Bible is very clear. When you make a joyful noise, God is there with you. Amen. Worshiping him. Praise him. And then give the last five minutes on your prayer request. Amen. Give the last five minutes uh, on, on request and thanks. It's in Philippians 4, 6 through 7. It says, be anxious for nothing. Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Through seven, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Uh, another word for supplication is petition. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Again, I don't know about you, but in this world that we live in, it's easy to be it's easy to be fretting. It's easy to be down. It's easy to be depressed. Are you listening to me today? But I don't know about you, but I want the peace of God. And it says he says here be anxious, have no anxiety for anything, but in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving. So you you ask God and then you thank God. You ask God, God, be, you know, uh, help me with work today. And then you thank, thank you, Lord, that you're helping me. Thank you, Lord, that you're blessing this day. Thank you, Lord God, that you're causing favor to be all around me today. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? You start, you, you, you ask, and then you thank. You ask, and then you thank. And you can do that for about five minutes. Get God in you. Thank you for that, that, that you're opening doors of grace today. Thank you for favor. Glory to God. And then number three key is that you need to make the word grow deeper in your life. And, 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 and it says in, in Colossians, now it's up to us. You know, it's not, you know, some people may say, well, that, that person is a giant because God has special grace. Like some people may say, God has special grace on Billy Graham. He, he's just, you know, God has special grace on these ministers, you know, and that's why they're really close to God. No, you can determine how close you can get to God. Amen. It's not God has his favorites. In other words, all of us is his favorites. You are his favorite, but you can determine how close you're going to walk with God. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? It's not about how blessed, well, I'm just the blessed one and, and God just blesses. No, no, no. We determine, we determine how, how, how blessed we are to God. It says in Colossians 3.16, uh, it says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing grace in your hearts to the Lord. But the first part of it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. You can let it dwell in you richly, or you can let it not. Yeah, that may not be good English. Dwell <laughs> in you richly. Amen. And so we, we can do that. How do you do that, Pastor? Uh, come to church regularly. Come to the meetings that we have uh, to help build your faith. Get involved in the dream team. Be active in witnessing to people outside the church. That's probably one of the greatest ways of, 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 
of allowing, you know, our faith to grow is when we witness to other people. You know, I had the opportunity, and i got to close this down, but I had the opportunity uh, to pray for, for my mom's neighbor uh, this past week. Uh, he was in a hospital. He had a knee surgery. But for some reason, he had some problems, and, and they had to take him back to the hospital. And, uh, and so I, I, I just went over there to pray for him. And, of course, he, he attends another church, but that's okay. He's my, he's, you know. And so I just went over there to pray for him to, 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 to give him my assistance. And when I got there, there were gurneys all over the place. I mean, I'm telling you, they didn't have a room for anybody. And uh, have you guys been in a hospital where you've seen these gurneys out there? And I'm like, and he's laying on a gurney. And, but I ended up going over there and I prayed with him. And, um, and I was able to assist him, get him some help. There were some issues that he had. And I, the report came back that my prayer, when I prayed for him, he was dealing with some pain, that the pain subsided. And God was able to help this man. But you know what? As I was standing around, I said, this is a mission field. And so I went over to another lady. I said, can I pray for you? <laughs> Are you here? I said, and I, I was taking off. I was going to say, where's my cards at? Honey, give me some cards. I'm going to start praying for people. People will take prayer, even an atheist. What, Pastor? Even an atheist, when he's hurting bad enough, he'll accept some prayer. I'm telling you, yeah, an atheist is good when everything's going good. But get him in a place where he's hurting. Oh, I'm hurting. Uh, yeah, I'll take prayer. I'll take anything that will get me out of this pain. Are you even an atheist? We'll take prayer from a preacher. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Even an atheist. And, and I'm telling you, you're everybody's friend in the hospital. Especially when you're trying to lend some help. I'm thinking about getting a hospital ministry and see who wants to come with me to raise some people up. Amen. How many people might be interested in that? Glory to God. I am looking. Some of you guys aren't raising your hands. Amen. <laughs> and then, then my last key, and I'm closing down here. My last key, we need to use the word of God as a weapon. And we need to use it as a weapon. Jesus, when he was in the wilderness... Uh, and, and, and that signifies a lot of times when we're in the wilderness, when, when our back's against the wall, when things aren't working, we need to use the word of God as a weapon. The Bible says in Ephesians 6.10, it, it, it talks about the, weapon, the armor of God. And it talks about we have the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness. We gird our loins with truth. We, we have the, 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 the shoes of peace, glory to God. We have the shield of faith. But we have the sword, which is the word of God, and that's to stick the devil with. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? The sword of the word of God. And so we need to use, and what do I mean by that? What do I mean by that? This is going to help you to be, uh, to hold on to the word. This is going to help you this morning. You need to have, and I preach this all the time, but you need to have your pillar scriptures. Those scriptures that, 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 that's ready when the enemy comes to attack you. You need, to have some, you need to have some scriptures memorized. You need to put some scriptures because the devil's going to attack you in different areas. See, see, the devil can attack you in your finances. And you better have a scripture that's going to combat that, that attack. You know, one scripture says in Philippians 4.19, My God, somebody say my God, shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You need to have a scripture to combat when the enemy starts messing with your finances. Are you listening to what I'm saying? You know, in Psalms it says, I have been young and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants or seed begging for bread. We've got to have some scriptures that's going to combat the enemy when he starts attacking our lives. Amen? Maybe when fear comes against us, we better have something to come against fear. You know, one of my favorites, for God has not given me a spirit of fear. 
but a power, love, and a sound mind. Do you have some of these scriptures memorized? Do you have some of these scriptures when the devil's coming against you? That you can say, no, my God shall supply all my needs. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a power, love, or a sound mind. Or are you one of these people that's just trying to find the scripture when you're in the wilderness? Well, I've got to find something in here. And you look in here and you say, and Judas went and hung himself. He's like, I don't like that scripture. So you go and you go to another scripture and you go like that. And it says, go and do likewise. And you're like, oh, my God. And some of us, some of us has hung ourselves because we don't have any scriptures in us. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Today? What happens when sickness attacks your body? Well, you better have a, you better have a scripture for sickness. Glory to God. I, I like Isaiah 53. Surely he bore my sicknesses and carried my pains. Yeah, I did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for my transgressions, bruised for my iniquities. The chastening of my well-being fell upon him. And by his stripes, I am healed. I'm telling you, the devil's not going to want to come around you when you've got a bunch of scriptures and you're talking like the Son of God. Why? He, he's already been beat up in the wilderness by Jesus. And then, then it really, you know, he definitely doesn't want to be beat up by, 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 by a God-fearing Christian. Somebody say, I'm a God-fearing Christian. Amen. I like the psalm that says in 107.20, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. I love that because if you read uh, Psalms 107 and you read, I, I believe, verse 18, it says fools because of their transgressions were afflicted. And this is the Old Testament. You say, man, that's hard. But, you know, but then, they, they, in other words, they sort of opened the door for, the, for them to be afflicted. But then they cried out to the Lord in their misery. And God heard them. You know what that tells me? God's merciful. No matter how bad we have messed it up, no matter what we have done to maybe open some doors for, for sickness to come in our life or, or for poverty to come in our life, no, we can cry unto the Lord. Somebody say mercy. We can cry unto the Lord. And the Bible says that God heard them and delivered them. Glory. God delivered the Old Testament people because all they had to do was cry out to the Lord. And that's all we have to do is cry out to the Lord. Jesus! That's one word prayer. Jesus! Man, that's all you need to know. Jesus. The Bible says you call upon the name of Jesus. And you shall be saved, delivered, set free. You need to start using that name more often. All heaven backs the name of Jesus. Somebody say Jesus this morning. Jesus. Somebody say Jesus, Jesus is over my life. Jesus, Jesus is over my health. Jesus is over my finances. Jesus is over my relationships. Jesus is over the church. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, we honor you this morning. And we just thank you for your mercies and for your goodness and for your love. And thank you, Father God. That you've called us out of darkness into your marvelous light. And I thank you, Father God, for these precious people this morning. I thank you for the precious people that are watching online. And maybe you've never made a confession of your faith to the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. May not have another opportunity. So I want you to, if you're ready for this, take the opportunity today. Say this out loud and mean it in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus 
You died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. I repent of sin and I turn fully to you, Jesus. And I receive you today as my Lord and as my Savior. Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.